Good afternoon. It is Friday, February 16th. I hope you've had a great week and I hope you're looking forward to the weekend and spending time with your family and friends. I hope you're also making plans to join us on Sunday as we gather together to worship here at the Loveland Heights Church of Christ. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it this Sunday as I'm uh, out of town traveling uh, to a marriage retreat with my wife. Uh, we'll be worshiping with the, uh, with the saints down in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee as we're down there and, and traveling home. So uh, we're looking forward to that time away, but hopefully you're able to make it out uh, here. Uh, on Sunday, we gather together at 10 a.m. for Bible classes for all ages. Uh, we also then gather together after that at 11 uh, for our time of worship. Uh, time of prayer, uh, to observe the Lord's Supper and proclaim Christ's death until he comes. Uh, and of course, the lesson uh, this Sunday will be coming from Brother Kip Ping, one of the elders here at Loveland Heights Church of Christ. Uh, and he will be bringing a lesson from our reading this week from Matthew chapters 26 through 28 and Mark chapter 1 and chapter 2, which we will get into today. Um, if you haven't had a chance already to catch up on Mark chapter 1 for yesterday, you can go back in our Facebook timeline and find that, or you can go to our website loveland.church and you can catch up on all of the previous episodes as well as find out some information about the church family that meets here in Loveland. If you click on that media tab up top and then select daily Bible study, you'll see those daily Bible videos uploaded there. Uh, and if you scroll all the way down to the bottom past the uh, media player, uh, there's a section there that you can actually uh, subscribe to the podcast version either for uh, iTunes uh, or Google Play or any other podcast platform that you use. If you find this study beneficial uh, and you'd like to, we would love it if you shared this video. Click that share button and just leave a little comment about what it was you learned from the study. With that said, let's go ahead and jump into Matthew chapter 2. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 2. And let's, uh, let's get into it. Verse 1. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. Uh, uh, he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. How can he forgive sins but God alone? Or who can, who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose, and immediately picked up his bed, and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. 
<laughs> I always like that line that Mark has in there. It just sounds like it's somebody from the South. You know, there's, you know, somebody from the South was just kind of sitting in on this uh, action down in Jude- up in Capernaum, and oh, we never saw anything like this. How about that? Uh, so right here we have uh, obviously a wonderful teaching, but I think what often gets lost in this is what Jesus is saying to the scribes. So the scribes, first of all, Jesus hears what they're thinking uh, and addresses that. First, for the scribes, that must have been very like, whoa, okay, I gotcha. You know what I'm thinking. That's kind of crazy. All right, now I'm listening. But the thing that Jesus says, he says, what is easier to say to the man? That your sins are forgiven or to rise, take up your bed and walk. Now, here's the thing. I can say to you right now, your sins are forgiven. But that means nothing because I can't forgive your sins. I don't have the authority to do that. So it's just me saying something. So what Jesus is saying, and that would be blasphemy, right? So that's what the scribes were uh, accusing him of. And so when he says, okay, it's easy for someone to say that, but it doesn't actually hold any benefit. That's what blasphemy would be. Now, if I were to say to someone who is who is crippled, say, you know, get up out of your wheelchair and walk, and they try to do that and nothing happens, well, of course it won't, because I don't have the authority or the ability to do that. But Jesus does. Jesus says, I have the authority to say to this man to rise, pick up your bed, and go home, and it will happen. And, of course, it does happen. And because I have the ability to do that, and I have the authority to do that, I also have the ability and the authority to forgive sins. So it's not blasphemy. That's what Jesus is teaching the scribes. And of course, it says, they were all amazed and glorified God. I think that would include the scribes as well. Verse 13. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Who's Levi? Well, if we compare uh, the other gospel accounts, especially the previous one that we looked at, this is Matthew. Matthew the tax collector. This is the same story that Matthew recounts, but of course the, the, uh, the name Matthew is used. So here's an interesting question uh, that I think is often posed about this section. Um, verse 15 says that they were at the house uh, and many uh, were many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples for there were many who followed them. There are many people who follow Jesus. And guess what? They were all sinners. We're all sinners. Even the scribes who sat there with their noses turned up and saying, Whoa, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? They too are sinners. They are also sinners. And Jesus says, I didn't come to call the righteous. I came to call the sinners. That includes you. Because we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. 
Now, verse 18. Now John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples, and the Pharisees were fasting. And people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The day will come, or the days will come, when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth to an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, and the new from the old and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins. And the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. So Jesus again gives a teaching. We saw this teaching in Matthew. Gives a teaching about the importance of focus, uh, our priorities really. Focusing on where our priorities need to be. Um, and, and that is um, not so much on the fasting and the praying and everything, but learning from Jesus. Of course, fasting and prayer, these are all important aspects to religious life and, and being a Christian. Um, but in terms of what Jesus was saying here, you know, the reasons why John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, we don't really know. We can make assumptions that perhaps there was some kind of Jewish ritual or, uh, or tradition that was ongoing that required fasting. Um, but nonetheless, Jesus says, you know, there's more important things to do than just to fast. Um, and I'm here right now. I'm here. Learn from me. Verse 23. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields. You may remember this one from Matthew. And as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat? and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. You notice how Mark here puts in a little bit of explanation about the bread, or the, the bread of the presence. Um, and how it was unlawful. Not something that Matthew didn't put in because the Jews would have known that that was an unlawful thing. Um, and so, um, you know, again, Jesus is addressing this, this Sabbath issue. Um, here is a teaching of Jesus. So the past couple of sections here, we had a, a, few, um, a few teachings that Jesus has put in there um, while being um, presented around things that he was doing. Um, so the, the previous one, they were, um, I guess, not fasting, um, but uh, um, here they were traveling. They were going through uh, from one town to the next, and they were hungry, and they grabbed some food to eat. Um, and, of course, the important teaching that we looked at in Matthew uh, is repeated uh, here in Mark. Um, one last thing, I guess, to, to kind of close out today's study and, and look at is something that I want to challenge you with, just as I did yesterday. Uh, in the comments section on this video, I'd like to hear your thoughts about what Jesus means um, in regards to um, the unshrunken cloth and the old garment uh, and the new wine and the old wineskins. What's the significance of that teaching of Jesus? Uh, if you don't know the answer to that, that's fine. 
but try to do some research, try to do some study, dig into that a little bit today as you get into your study of, of Mark chapter 2, um, and maybe even into the weekend as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, uh, and of course, if you have questions or, or comments, I'm, I'm happy to jump in there uh, and answer those things with you as well. Um, again, I hope you've had a great week. I hope these studies have been beneficial to you as we've gone through, and so that actually wraps up week six of our study through the New Testament together in 2018. Next week's reading will be Mark chapters 3 through 7, uh, and we will continue these daily Bible studies, Lord willing, here on our Facebook page via Facebook Live, uh, or if, uh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunately, if there are other constraints that um, restrict that, we'll, put, we'll still have a video out every day. Um, so if you have any questions, again, feel free to drop those in the comment section below. You can also message us privately on Facebook, or you can reach out to us at info at loveland.church, uh, and we can then get back to you as soon as possible. If there's any need that you have that we can assist you with, uh, or if you desire prayer for anything, or if you desire further study, maybe a personal one-on-one -on -one Bible study about what it means to become a Christian, uh, why one needs to be a Christian, uh, that sort of things, of course, we want to get in touch with you and talk to you about that as well. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Have a fantastic weekend. and look forward to seeing you on Sunday if you can join us here at Loveland Heights Church of Christ. If not, look forward to joining you again next week as we continue through the Gospel of Mark. Have a great rest of your day. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there.